Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. Hey, folks, it's Mark Aram. I hope you're enjoying the Mark Aram Show podcast. A reminder, you can hear this very radio show live Monday through Friday. We're live 6 to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday on 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. It's going to be a tale of two shows tonight, my friends. Hey, it's Mark Aram and the Bananas on a Wednesday live with you. First hour of the show. We're going to have a lot of fun. Millennial Match Game, Johnny Kilbasa. Does Alex Williams know this food? And then at 7 p.m., we're switching over to the Cox Media Group Radio Network. Where I'll be anchoring our coverage of the impeachment trial. So it really is the tale of two shows tonight. First hour, fun. Second hour, we will let you know what happened today in the impeachment trial and get you all caught up. we got some big-name guests, including WSB legal analyst Ron Carlson. As we do every Wednesday, however... We'll kick things off with Millennial Match Game. Let's play Millennial Match Game. Joining us live in studio from the WSB Promotions Department, first-time Millennial, Aurelia Matthews. Thanks for coming in, Aurelia. Good to see you again. Thanks for having me. You said my name perfectly. I think the last time I saw you was at SunTrust Park, right? Yes, it was. Hot day. That was a hot day. Exactly (laughs) right. I was sweating. You were like, Mm -hmm. who is this fat Hebrew sweating (laughs) behind the mic? Uh, Aurelia, tell the folks a little bit about yourself. Hello, my name's Aurelia. I'm from Orlando, Florida. I work for Promotions Department here. I love all things radio. I love speaking. I love talking. I'm an actress. Oh, nice. So, yes. Yes, yes, Very yes, nice. Yes, and how old are you, really? I'm 27. 27 years old, right in the meat of that millennial generation. Yep. Well, thanks for playing. Uh, tonight's uh, Millennial Match Game theme are TV theme songs. Ooh, TV theme songs. So think about that while we meet our contestants on the phone. Trevor's in Dunwoody. Trevor, tell the folks a little bit about yourself, my friend. Hey, Mark. I'm 52, married with two children, and I'm a huge Saints fan. Go Saints. A huge Saints fan. All right. That's interesting in Atlanta. You're going to be playing against Kevin in Woodstock. Kevin, welcome to the show. Tell the folks a little bit about yourself. Hey, Mark. Um, I'm 47. I'm uh, married with two kids. Hi, Miles. Hi, Leah. They're listening. Um, (laughs) I'm I'm in Woodstock, and uh, just in awe of how hard you work, my friend. There you go. Thank you, my friend. All right. So uh, just to recap, for those who don't know, Millennial Match Game brought to you by Rocco's European Garage TV show theme songs. So I'm going to play a theme song, fellas, and you don't need to guess what TV show it's from. You just have to guess whether or not the lovely Aurelia will know. So you don't need to know the answer. You just got to guess whether she'll know. When in doubt, the millennial does not know. All right, so here we go. Trevor, we did a coin flip before the show. You're going to go first. Here's the first TV show theme song. What do you think, Trevor? Will Millennial Aurelia, 27 years young, know what TV show that is from? Absolutely not. 100% no. If you get this, Aurelia, I'll be very surprised. Um, It sounds like Snow White, but I know Snow White is not a TV show. It does show. sound like Snow it White, though. It sounds like she's prancing through the yeah. woods. It's an old show. I'll give you that. It's an old show. Let's see. I'm very that you are. You have a great ear, though. That Thank is like you. the Snow White music. See, 
Yeah. We're here. All, All right. right. Um, yeah, you know what? You're never going to get this. Uh, it's <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Yeah, what, yeah you never would have got that. All right, mind. good job, Trevor. <laughs> when in doubt, the millennial does not. I do, I'm giving you extra credit, Thank though. you, like 0. 0.5 points. No, that. no. You don't get Let me play that again. That was. That does sound like, like Snow White or the Nutcracker or something. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well done, really. All right. Thank you. Here we go. Uh, Kevin, you're up next. Millennial Match Game TV show theme songs. Will the millennial know what TV show this is from? One, two, one, two, three, and. A little salsa action there. What do you think, Kevin? Uh, it's an older show. Will Millennial Man, really? I don't, I don't even know what that is. No way. <laughs> yeah, no way. I agree. A little, let's hear a little more of it. There's a little lyrics. What do you think, really? Any guesses on that? It's giving me Gilligan's Island. Gilligan's Island. <laughs> That's a hell of a, a good, guess. I'm a good guess. No, I, I wouldn't have gotten that one until the lyrics kicked in. Ah. That was uh, the famous 70s show, Chico and the Man. Uh, Chico yeah. and the Man. All right, oh. you get the point. Good job, <laughs> Kevin. As always, when in doubt, the millennial doesn't know. All right, this one. This one's tricky, Trevor. I think there's an outside chance that it really knows what TV show this had this theme song. All right, for anyone my age or your age, that certainly gives it away. But do you think Millennial Aurelia will know what TV show that is from, Trevor? Is it a cartoon? Uh, I'm going to say no. All right, you said you no. Know. Uh, she asked if it was a cartoon, so a no is probably a good guess. Do you want, you want to hear it again, Aurelia? Yeah. All right, here we go. The, the big key is coming up here when you hear a voice. Bells. The plane, the plane, the plane. Oh, she's thinking, she's thinking. It's not Popeye because it has nothing to do with a plane. He's on a boat. So I'm gonna. Say. I'm using that guess. Popeye is a great guess. It, it is not Popeye. It is Fantasy Island. <sighs> Fantasy Island. All right, Trevor gets the point. All right, here we go, Kevin. This ties you up if you get this. Well, Millennial Aurelia know what TV show featured this theme song? By the way, I'm dancing in the studio this song. A lot of good memories here. What do you think, Kev? Will Millennial Aurelia know a TV show theme song this is? Uh, I would hope she would, but uh, I'm going to go with no. Yeah, it's tough. It's so recognizable, but it's an older show. Really, what TV show is that? I Love Lucy. <laughs> that, is no. a, that is a great oh, guess. It's something around that. Yeah, same same era. That was I Dream of Jeannie, mm. starring my future ex-wife, Barbara Eden. Ah. Barbara Eden as the genie. All right, end oh. of round one of Millennial Match Game brought to you by Rocco's European Garage. What's the score, Deb Green? We're all tied up at 2-2. Two, two. two apiece. <laughs> round two of Millennial Match Game brought to you, as always, by Rocco's European Garage. Trevor and Kevin tied at two. No pressure, guys, but there are a pair of Eagles tickets on the table for the winner of this game. So no pressure, but this is a big old prize, my friend. These are big money tickets. Uh, Trevor, you're up. Millennial Match Game TV show theme songs. Will Millennial Aurelia know what TV show featured this theme song? Yes, no, maybe. I don't know. 
What do you think, Trevor? Certainly not a show from the 50s or 60s. Will Millennial Aurelia know what TV show that's from? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a classic show. Uh, I'm going to say no. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I wouldn't have gotten this one. Aurelia? That 70s show? Not that. That's oh. a great guess. Malcolm in the Middle. I don't think I ever saw that show. Do you watch that show, Longoria? I did, yeah. Yeah. I didn't watch it, like, religiously. Or Wasn't anything, the but... dad that guy from... Breaking Bad. Breaking yeah. Bad? No. Yeah. I never yeah. watched it either. I've heard it. I knew that. Yeah, was. all right, Malcolm. All right, good. Trevor, you got the point. When in doubt, the millennial does not know. All right, here we go, Kevin. You could tie this up. Will millennial Aurelia know what TV show featured this theme song? I think that's all we're getting out of this. I don't hear any lyrics. Uh, what do you think, Kev? Yes or no? Will the millennial know? I'm going to have to go with no. Yeah, no. I wouldn't have gotten this one either. This is definitely my era. Any guess on that uh, no millennial guess. Aurelia? That, that was a hard one. It, um, it was an is, 80s, 90s kind of show. like a little dance show, something with dancing. Dancing with the? Stars, no? Yeah, no. That was more... <laughs> <laughs> that was Murphy Brown. Oh, okay. Have you ever heard of Murphy Brown? I have not. This starred uh, Candace Bergen. She was a journalist, like a TV oh, anchor. Sounds interesting. Yeah, Kramer was once her secretary. You remember I that one episode? they did a reboot of it recently? I, don't know. Yeah. I didn't watch it the first yeah, time around. All right, here we go. Trevor, uh, Millennial Match Game, TV show theme songs. This is a very, very famous theme song. If she's going to get one of the older ones, Trevor, not to uh, influence your voting, but I think this is one she might get. Love this show. Love this theme song. The question is, Trevor, will 27-year-old Aurelia, just a baby, she's just a baby, will she know what TV show theme song that is? Nah, based on her age and her responses so far, she will not know that one. Yeah, I agree. I want to hear some more of this, Longoria. One of the greatest shows of all time, Aurelia. Started a guy that looked like me and a guy that looked like, uh, I don't know. Who's the other guy? Jay Black. Yeah, a guy, uh, a guy looked like Jay Black. The Love Boat? <laughs> Another great <laughs> guess. No, this is The Odd Couple. The oh. Odd Couple. If you, if you are going to watch one of these older shows, that's the one I suggest you watch. The Odd Couple. The Odd Couple. Fantastic. All right, we're all knotted up. This is a, a nail-biter here. Trevor, you're up. Millennial Match Game TV show theme songs. Kevin's up. Kevin's up. I'm sorry. Kevin, yes, Kevin. Will Will Millennial Aurelia know what TV show this theme song is from? Kind of an upbeat little tune there. I'm not going to lie, I would not have gotten this. I feel like you might have watched this. Yeah, what do you think, Kev? Will she get it? I can barely hear that one, but I'm just going to assume no. <laughs> yeah, I think no, too. This this might be one you get, though. Do you want to hear it a little again? Yeah, because they really? started talking. Uh, they did start talking. <laughs> Sounds like the movie Clueless to me. Yeah. All right, really, what do you think? Feeling groovy. Feeling groovy. <laughs> Oz something. The Oz something. 
Oz on HBO, I'm... the prison drama. No, that was Sabrina the Teenage Sabrina? Witch. Oh my God. Yes. Sorry. Right. Watch that, right? Yes. Another point for Kevin. End of round two, a millennial that. match game. What's the score, Deb Green? <laughs> We're tied up still, 4 4. Oh my goodness. All right, final round of millennial match game coming ahead. Eagles tickets are on the table. Who's going to win them? Trevor and Dunwoody or Kevin and Woodstock? We'll be right back. This is the Mark Aram Show on 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. Final round of Millennial Match Game brought to you by Rocco's European Garage on the Mark Aram Show. TV show theme songs is the category tonight. Trevor is up. We're all tied up. Trevor, will Millennial Aurelia know what TV show had this theme song? I like that it's in stereo. <laughs> what do you think, Trevor? Will Millennial Aurelia know what TV show this theme song is from? Well, that's a, that's a tough one. Um... I'm going to say yes. You say yes. Uh, Aurelia, what TV show is that from? No pressure, but he has confidence in you. You want to hear a little more of it? Please. All right. Fred and Lamont. And Esther. She does not know. No point for Trevor. Kevin, you can win it right here. Will Millennial really know this TV show theme song? Kev? Oh, man. Um, nah, I'm going with no. No. What TV show is that, Aurelia? Um, Lie in the Sky. That is Who's the Boss. Kevin's the winner, but Trevor, have no fear. Deb Green is here with tickets for both of you, Deb. Yes, tickets for both of you to go see the Eagles playing Hotel California in full February 11th at State Farm Arena. Aurelia, plug your social media. Where can we find you? I am at underscore Miss Aurelia, M-I-S-S-A-U-R-E-L-I-A. Great job. Thanks Thank for playing the Millennium Match Thanks Game. Thanks for having me. We'll be right back with Johnny Kilbasa after news, weather, and traffic. This is the Mark Aram Show. Hey, this is Ray Liotta, and you're listening to the Mark Mar- uh, Welcome back to the show. 44 degrees on Peachtree Street. A lot warmer today than yesterday. Call it a three and a half on the Mark Aram Show back sweat meter. Uh, Longoria is back on the other side of the takeout window, but we lost Chuck. John's screening for what, what happened to Chuck? Was this scheduled? I guess so. Yeah, he's out for the rest of the week, did he, I think. Did he? T- oh, yeah. You know what? He did tell me. Yeah, and All I'm right. out tomorrow just to let you know. What the hell? Yeah. You are no longer stoic, my friend. Not right. this week, at least. Uh, <laughs> at 7 p.m., we're going to flip the switch. I'm going to put on the news hat, and then we'll broadcast over the Cox Media Group radio network about the impeachment trial. Uh, we'll recap what happened today in case you missed it. But we're having some fun here in the first half hour, 404-872-0750, wsb talk Let's kick things off with Johnny Kilbasa and a fast food review. And now, on the Mark Aram Show, it's time for the Fast Food Review. Joining us live on the Greasy Salty Hotline from Parts Unknown, Height Unknown, Weight, ooh, uh, we do not want to know, Johnny Kielbasa and the ever-so-popular Fast Food Review. How you doing, Jonathan? I'm doing great, Mark Aram. Getting the funny in while we can, baby, because I'm <laughs> wrapped in bacon. I'm here for the take, and I'm covered with cheese, and I am to please, Mark. I'm By the way, going back to a Millennial Match Game, uh, it really was very, very good, Deb. Good job. I didn't say uh, I got a message on Facebook. I didn't say that that theme song was Sanford and Son. I never paid off the— Oh, uh, I just yeah. assume everybody I assume everyone that, knew yeah. it as well. But So Sanford and Son was, was number nine in the contest there. Johnny, what's on the menu tonight, my friend? That's one of my favorite TV theme songs of all time. By you, the way. you know what? By request, Longoria, I want to play a little uh, Johnny Kilbasa. By request, I've never been an FM DJ, 
Deb Green. So <laughs> I, I never did. I don't think did. you ever will. 95.5 WSB now playing the latest from Sanford and Son. Exactly. <laughs> so I've never I've never had to do that, play requests. So this is my first time ever playing a request for Johnny Kilbasa. Thank you. Man. What a great, what a great song. <laughs> exactly. All right, our time's up. All right, sorry. Uh, what do you, what do we got, Johnny? What are we eating tonight? Uh, Taco Bell in a time where people are rolling back their dollar menus. Taco Bell seems to be beefing up their dollar menus. They're rolling out again the dollar double stack tacos, Mark. Two stacks of taco shell, a bunch of ground beef, and a couple different sauces to get you down the road. Mark, they're giving it to you. Nacho Crunch, Chipotle Cheddar, and Reaper Ranch. And just to refresh your memories, the old double stack, it's a laminated taco shell. You got your soft shell on the outside with a thin layer of nacho cheese sauce in the middle, and then a hard shell inside of that, and then inside of that, you've got your toppings. And it it, it gives you a good handful. It gives you a good handle on it. You can really shove it into your mouth and take a big bite of it without worrying about it disintegrating in front of you. Laminated taco shell right there. Taco. Do you know what's yep. so funny? I don't know if you guys do this. Uh, if you're going out to a restaurant, Longoria, let's say you and Mrs. Longoria are going out to a restaurant you've never been to, whatever. Okay. Do you go online and check the menu first? Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, so I do that. I feel like I need to do that with Taco Bell because every time I go to the Taco Bell drive through their menu is so different <laughs> that I jam things up. The lady be like, go ahead with your order. I'm like, uh, I need a minute or so. All right, just tell me when you're ready. And I'm looking at the menu like, all right, what's going on here? I, I just Does it really change that often? It, it's well, the my location does on Howell Mill. I, oh. like, it changes all the time, but it's the same thing. But, it's, but I, it like throws me for a loop. So I've gotten to the point now where I sit in the parking lot before I go to the drive-through and pull up the menu online and scroll that way so I don't hold up the lines. I'm very considerate about my fellow fast food eaters. You should. It's just it's just oh they're shuffling the jack the deck chairs on that menu and I'm like I don't even know what I'm getting. And then I'll ask for something. They're like, no, we haven't carried that in six years. I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> so there you go. Walking out of there with black bean burritos again, man. <laughs> exactly. But I'll tell you what. I love the fact that they're beefing up the dollar menu because, listen, we all need to uh, cut costs in 2020, right? we we got to <laughs> tighten the belt, Longoria. So we, let's hit those value. That's my New Year's resolution. I'm only ordering off value menus in 2020 to save some money. Johnny K., we appreciate you as always. And... That's the cholesterol is high, baby. Suma, follow me on Twitter and Instagram and listen to 31 Podcasts in 31 Days on the Sausage Podcast on any podcast or johnnykielbasa.com. All things Kielbasa on uh, johnnykielbasa.com. Appreciate you, bro. Anytime, bro. When we come back, Russ in Gainesville, does Alex Williams know this food and you? 404-872-0751, 800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. This is the Mark Aram Show. Welcome back to the show at 7. We're going to flip the switch and go on the network, and we'll do an impeachment trial recap here on 95.5 WSB. Before we do that, though, uh, our buddy Alex Williams joins us in studio, a beloved member of the traffic team. Great dude, just does not know any food. That's why we play Does Alex Williams Know This Food? 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 That boy don't know what that is. Usually that boy doesn't know what that is. Uh, I've actually got two foods for you. The first one, we talked about this during the break. (laughs) Alex, he knows he didn't know this one. Hearts of Palm. Hearts of Palm. What is that, Alex Williams? I told you I had it in a salad yesterday. So So I can't say something you put in a salad? Well, you can't say it's something you put in a salad. (laughs) Uh, type of nuts? No, it's it's a vegetable. That's a vegetable. Yeah, in a salad, it's a hard. But that wasn't so. Like, what's it? 
They're delicious. I'll bring in some tomorrow for What's you. What's it look like? Does it, like, does they're, it look like they're white. They're cylindrical. Yeah, they're actually the hearts of a palm. So they're oh, delicious. Wow. Okay. All right, that wasn't one. All right, let's do this again. No, you don't have to play anything else. The real food I was going to ask you was, does Alex Williams know this food? Stromboli. Stromboli. What is a stromboli, Alex Williams? Sound familiar? Yes. <laughs> He's got his hands uh, on his face right now thinking, stromboli. I feel like you might have eaten that. Yeah. I have two options I want to go with. I All don't right. know which one. Pick a flip a coin. You only guy. ever pick two options. Yeah. <laughs> I was either gonna say it's a type of soup, okay, or a type of pasta. Neither. Like, what? <laughs> God. That boy does not know what that is. Stromboli. It's like a, a fancy calzone. Oh, and I have had that. Yeah. yeah. Stromboli. <laughs> it's an Italian dish. It's got meat. It's cheese. It's delicious. You'll you'd love a stromboli. So it's like a calzone. What's different? What's the difference? Um, it's layered, and uh, Deb will show you a picture. It's not shaped like a football. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Stromboli. There you go, little guy. Educating your food on the Mark Aram Show. Russ in Gainesville joins us. Russ, come here a minute. I want to talk. Russ, you ever had a stromboli? I don't think so. You don't think so? All right. Well, you in jail? You got an echo there, buddy. Oh, wait. Let me take the speaker off. Oh, there you go. Can you hear me better? Not really, but what's going on, Russ? Well, I asked uh, Kristen to marry me yesterday. What? Yeah, remember, hey, remember the lawyer's daughter? Well, hold on. That's that's breaking newsworthy there, Slongoria. Russ proposed to a lady. Where is the modern-day Don Juan? This was a girl not on the Russ calendar for January. Yes. What what happened, Russ? Well, I was at lunch with Shelly, but Kristen walked in, so I asked her to marry me, and she didn't say no. You asked the girl to marry you in front of the girl you were having a date with? No, no, I waited till yeah, you we pulled her aside. Wow, I mean, what what made you decide to pop the question after years and years of of living your best life? Why now? I don't know. She used to live with me, and and she didn't irritate me. All right, so Russ, you figure it's time to settle down now, and you said this would be the best candidate. Well, you know, I asked Erica to marry me a while back, and she said no and kicked me. Well, really hard. That's to be expected. So, what are we going to hear back from this uh, this this new girl that wasn't even on the calendar? I, I didn't talk to her today. Right. I looked for her, but uh, yeah, I'm hoping tomorrow she'll give me an answer. So are the cops? They're looking for her also. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Maybe you guys could have a double wedding. Yeah, double wedding. Me and Russ. Oh um, uh, yeah. Hey Russ, put a ring in a stromboli and ask her again, and we'll see if that happens. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. that's some breaking news, Russ. Congratulations. Maybe preemptively. Congratulations, buddy. Thank you. All right. Well, we'll talk to you uh, tomorrow. Joe and Kennesaw. Joe, real quick, buddy, what do you have? Uh, don't give uh, Taco Bell too much credit for their dollar menu. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Taco Bell on Canton Highway in Marietta charges you a dollar thirty-nine for that value. Really? What's going on in yeah. Canton? I, that, uh... I asked. I asked specifically after I saw that advertisement for a dollar, and I said, "I want your dollar menu, your double crunch." Say. They said um, it's $1.39 here. Look at Canton getting all fancy on them. That's yeah, crazy. Remind me tomorrow, I, Dad. I like them. They're good, but they're yeah. not a dollar. That's that's 39 cents too much. Thank you, Joe. Remind me to talk about Canton tomorrow, Doug Green. Put that on the, on the, on the map. All right. When we come back, we're going to start our impeachment trial coverage across the Cox Media Group radio network on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. This is continuing coverage of the president's impeachment trial in the Senate. If there is no objection, the journal and proceedings of the trial are approved to date. 
No objection, so ordered. Here's Mark Aram. Hey, welcome to the show. Good evening, folks. Mark Aram broadcasting live in Atlanta, Georgia, across the Cox Media Group radio network. A nightly show that you're going to hear at the same time every night where we do a little uh, impeachment trial recap. Because unless you are uh, in the business of covering politics, are a politician, or just uh, have no free time, you probably don't know what happened during the impeachment trial because it's long, it's tedious, and you have jobs. So if you're just getting in the car and you maybe been dipping in and out of the coverage, that's what we're going to do every night until the impeachment trial is over at this time, a one-hour program just to get you caught up to date on what you've missed. Right now, we are in a break in the impeachment trial. Very soon, the House managers will resume making their case against President Trump. Uh, This is what we're going to be talking about for an hour every night during the impeachment trial to get you caught up to date on what exactly you've missed. And uh, it's it can be tedious at times, but I think for sure it is also, uh, in, in, in certain respects, a very historic uh, time, obviously, with so few impeachments on the book here in United States history. Whether you are uh, for President Trump, anti-President Trump, indifferent, uh, I think we all should respect the historical aspect of what is going on with the impeachment trial. All right, pretty soon again, the House managers will resume making their case against uh, President Trump. We're going to be joined throughout these programs with various experts in the field, including law experts, political reporters in D.C., and folks that have been covering the impeachment trial. Of course, we will get updates from Jamie Dupree in Washington, D.C., our uh, capital correspondent there. Uh, Poor Jamie's been burning the midnight oil covering this here. And it's very interesting, uh, the difference between what's going on in the Senate and what we saw in the House. To me, it's like, uh, you remember when you were a kid and you'd go to uh, Thanksgiving or Christmas and there would be the kids' table and the adult table? The, the difference between what I've seen so far with the Senate impeachment trial and what we saw in the House, uh, the Senate floor is like the adults' table, right? This is There's rules here. You've got the, uh, the head of the Supreme Court reigning over this trial, kind of like the the patriarch of the family. You remember back in the day, grandpa would sit at the head of the table at Christmas time. That's the way I'm viewing the Senate right now. This is the adult table, and these are adult arguments being made by adults. The The House, when they uh, were drawing up the articles of impeachment, you know, it was a lot of grandstanding. It was a lot of, uh, you know, chuckling and making jabs, and, and it was kind of like the kids' table there. But now we've moved on to the adults' table and uh, that's that's where we are right now. So yesterday we heard uh, the the just ad nauseum, the uh, Democrats in the Senate trying to get these amendments passed. They were all knocked down by the Republican counterparts. So there was none that were passed. And uh, today the House major, uh, managers started their case against the president. And it's been an interesting listen and watch. I don't know if you guys have had a chance to listen or to watch any of the uh, developments today. But uh, you had Adam Schiff up there, uh, and you could tell the different tone in his voice, right? I mean, I go back to the kids' table. He was one of the members of the kids' table, uh, obviously, uh, in the House proceedings. But he's got a different tone now. I think all of the Democrats have a different tone uh, as they try to make their case to the Senate right now. Um, And it's very measured, and they're using um, audio and video clips from the uh, the earlier House hearings to show the witnesses, and they're presenting this evidence to the Senate. The question is, will it make a difference at all? Like, there's 53 Republican senators right now, 47 Democrat, 
will any of the Republican senators be swayed by the case? Now, if you just woke up from a uh, an eight-year-long coma and turned this on, first, yeah, I'm pretty sure you'd be surprised that Donald Trump is the president, right, Andrew? <laughs> that is true, that would yeah. be That would be surprising. But secondly, if you didn't know any of the background or anything right, right. of this, and you you were just you know you were you, you were out of pocket for eight years, and you and you watch this, and you watch the Democrats making their case. I mean, if you have no knowledge of what preceded this, it is a very uh, I mean, there's some compelling stuff in there. There's some compelling testimony from some of the witnesses that were called in the in the House hearings, and uh, I mean, if if you didn't know the backstory, it's it's convincing. The Republicans, on the other hand, uh, yesterday anyway, um, you know, kind of were, were not debating any of the facts that were being presented. They were debating uh, the fact that it was even there. Is this an impeachable offense? Why are we even doing this? And we had an admonishment yesterday to both parties from the, uh, the leader of the Supreme Court saying, hey, listen, this, this is not the kids' table. This is the adults' table. And I think we've seen that today. Uh, developed. Let me uh, let me give you a little update here from the Associated Press. Russia, wearing sneakers, some without helmets. Something else was happening. On July 25th, President Trump made a phone call. He spoke with Ukrainian President Zelensky and asked. For a favor. So, so that's basically what we've been, what you've missed today is, is basically a recap of what was going on in the House leading up to this impeachment trial. The Democrats laying out the case. What did they learn uh, during the House hearings? What did the witnesses say? And they're just painting a picture, uh, basically getting it down on the Senate record. This, these are the facts that that we are presenting. Why we think the president should be impeached. So it's, it's, I guess you'd call it opening arguments here. For the for the Democrats trying to uh, lay up their in their impeachment case, the question is the 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 impartial jury, which we all know is is not very impartial, no matter what side of the aisle. I don't think any Democrat went in there saying we're not going to impeach the president, and I don't think any Republican went in there and said we are going to impeach the president. It's basically laying it out laying it out for us, for me and you, right, right, for the folks that are are at home and working our nine to fives and and don't have time to follow this or didn't know all of the the ins and outs of what happened in the House, this is this is the Democrats' chance to lay out the case against the president. And we heard more of this like this today. The official readout did not mention President Trump's elevation of a debunked conspiracy theory promoted by Vladimir Putin about 2016 election interference. The official readout did not mention President Trump's demand that Ukraine investigate his domestic political rival, Joe Biden. So there you go. Um, your thoughts on the impeachment uh, trial thus far. Again, very soon the House managers will resume making their case against President Trump. Uh, your thoughts so far, if you were able to listen or watch to any of the proceedings today, and what do you think will happen going forward? 404-872-0750 or 1-800-972-8255. That's 1-800-972-8255 or 404-872-0750, 1-800-872-9255. On Twitter, if you want to tweet at me during the broadcast, it's at Mark Aram, M-A-R-K. 
A-R-U-M. So just to recap, if you're joining us, you're like, who is this guy? I'm Mark Aaron from WSB Radio in Atlanta. And every night at this time, we're going to do an hour-long kind of a recap show and uh, slash preview show about the uh, impeachment trial. What went on today while you were at work? What did you miss? Uh, what's going to be making the headlines tomorrow when you check out the morning news? And uh, will this move the needle at all for or against impeachment and throughout these broadcasts we'll have on legal experts we'll have on correspondents from washington dc folks that are actually in the room covering this what's interesting andrew andrew is my producer by the way yes uh, i mentioned the kids table and the adult table uh-huh. the adult table you're not allowed cell phones in there oh really yeah by punishment of uh prison <laughs> wow yeah so it's been very interesting in fact there was one republican senator that went out and was doing a live interview on fox news and i can't remember her name right now but they they started uh, while she was still doing the interview. And, like, that's a big no-no. Like, you have to be back in your seat yeah, yeah. when they start. So there might be some uh, trouble. Is it, is it so that they don't leak anything out and that kind of stuff, that's, I this, guess? It's the adult table, man. Yeah. Like, the kids, you have two daughters. Yeah, you know, they're at the kids' table. They, <laughs> they could are. be playing on the iPad right, right. during Christmas dinner. <laughs> that is true. But at the adult table, no, you don't do anything. Right. You've got to stay buttoned up. Uh, so it's in, it, it's really fast. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a history kind of uh, junkie anyway. Right, right. So it's, I, I love the procedures and, and just to have, uh, you know, uh, the, the machinations of what goes on and the, and the rules and you have to do this and this. it's just, right, right. it's, I mean, it can be boring for some, I yeah, get it. It's it, interesting to others. Though. Yeah. But, for, but as the, on the history side of thing, it's very interesting to see what exactly goes on in the bowels there as we get this. And because I, you know, I, I'm going to be honest, I'm 46. When, when Bill Clinton was impeached, I wasn't into politics, didn't really care about it, didn't watch any of the coverage, listen to the coverage. So right, right. this is all new to me. So, yeah, so yeah. I'm kind of digging it. Uh, let's kick things off with Steve. Steve, welcome to the show. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you? Excellent. What's going on? Oh, not much. Just uh, heading in, enjoy listening to your show. It's always a pleasure and uh, always uh, get a lot of information from you guys. I appreciate it, Steve. On the positive side. I'm just wondering when are these uh, folks going to go back to work and do the job they were elected to do? And you know we've got a quarterback that has took us to the Super Bowl for four years. Why would we trade him? I think I, I don't. Well, as, as far as the timeline, I think it's going to be quick. I think uh, Senator McConnell's laid out a very quick case uh, and, and set up here schedule-wise. I don't think this is going to drag on. You know the House. Hearings drug on for quite a while. I think uh, I think Mitch McConnell's laid out uh, like a really quick schedule, which is interesting. So they had you know three days to make twenty four hours of arguments. Oh, I know, I heard that. So I mean, they they went into the wee hours of the morning this morning, and I suspect they'll do again tonight. So I don't think this is going to drag on, Steve. I think uh, Leader McConnell wants to get this to a vote as quickly as possible. The question is, will any Republicans? Vote for calling for additional witnesses or getting additional testimony or additional documents. That That's what could prolong this. Mark is down in Orlando. Mark, welcome to the show. How are you, sir? Good, Mark. Um, uh, thank you. Long-time listener from Atlanta, but now I live in Orlando. And it's just, what a waste of, of time. I could say something else, but I won't. But it, it just seems like, I mean, our Senate and our Congress... Just a waste of time. My goodness. Doesn't it make you? I understand. I understand the point. That I think that's what we're going to hear from a lot of folks. Uh, but it kind of comforts me knowing that. All right. Yes, it might be a waste of time. Yes, they're probably uh, the Senate's not going to convict and remove the president from office. But we have this setup. Like compare what we have to, I don't know, some nation in Central America. 
they might not have these mechanisms set up to, uh, you know, if, God forbid, they have a bad leader, be able to peaceably remove him from office. So the fact that this process is here kind of gives me some comfort. Now, I'm not saying anything is going to happen with this, but it, it's it's calming and soothing to me to, to know that if, if there is a president that is doing improper things, we have a peaceful way to remove him from office. And for the Republicans listening out there, imagine if this happens 10, 15 years down the road and a Democrat is doing things that you don't like and you think are illegal and you think violate the Constitution. We have the mechanisms there to perhaps move that man or woman from office. When we come back, legal analyst Ron Carlson will join us and more of your calls. 1-800-972-8255. 404-872-0750 or on Twitter at Mark Arum, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. Special impeachment trial recap coverage continues on the Cox Media Group Radio Network. Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. Welcome back to the show. Mark Aaron broadcasting live at Atlanta. Special impeachment trial recap coverage. You will hear every night for an hour at this very time, getting you caught up to date on what you might have missed or not missed during the impeachment trial in the Senate uh, across the Cox Media Group radio network of shows. Our legal analyst, Ron Carlson, joins us on the program. Ron, happy new year, my friend. How are you, sir? Mark, I'm so glad you're doing a good, impartial, and objective review of this big national issue. So I guess the question if folks are getting in their car, Ron, right now, we don't have much time before the news, but uh, anything that we missed big so far uh, on the legal side of things during the impeachment trial today? Oh, absolutely, Mark. Uh, There's a lurking danger to the Democrat case. Under the compromise that Senator McConnell Uh, negotiated, the Senate will receive and consider the evidence and witness transcripts used by the House to impeach the president. But a wild card, which nobody has mentioned, is the Senate retaining the right to object to those portions of the House material which violate various evidentiary rules. And as a consequence of this resolution, a good, vigorous hearsay objection may result in fully half of the House evidence being thrown out. For example, Ambassador Taylor told us during the House proceedings, quote, I'm here to tell you what people have said. Well, what other people have said, that's pure hearsay. Most of his testimony was based on hearsay, and if a good, strong hearsay objection is made, that will be stricken, his testimony, uh, from the record. Indeed, a big part of the evidence used by Adam Schiff in his speech this afternoon relied on this sort of hearsay. And I would assume the same for Ambassador Sondland as well. A lot of his testimony could be objected to as hearsay as well. More of his was direct because he had direct contact with the president. But several of those House witnesses' testimony is suspect on this ground if this objection strategy is used by the Republicans. Legal analyst Ron Carlson joining us on the show. I want to dip in and take a couple of calls real quick, uh, Ron. Ken joins us in Jacksonville. Ken, welcome to the program. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks for taking my call. I enjoy your show. What's on your mind, brother? Uh, Okay, um, I've been following all this intently since, uh, you know, Mueller was appointed special counsel, Mm -hmm. and uh, which turned out to be a big nothing sandwich. But I have two short questions. One, how could they... Uh, add more witness and uh, documents when they already uh, 
presented the case to the House and they voted on it. That's a great question. I'm, I'm going to cut you off right there, Ken. Ron, you're the you're the legal analyst. How can the Democrats get more witnesses and evidence into this trial, or can they not? Oh, they can. Mark and Andrew, the Democrats have done a good job of spotlighting this was, uh, witness issue. So it's becoming increasingly the case that witnesses will probably be called. So it pays for the parties to think ahead about how to deal with this. Uh, it's critical for the Republicans to insist on a limit on the number of witnesses. The Clinton impeachment had three witnesses total. I would expand that and allow three witnesses per side in this case. The Democrats probably would call John Bolton, Secretary Pompeo, and Chief of Staff Mulvaney for the Republicans. Ron, hold, I'm going to hold you up right there. I want to know more about the witnesses when we come back. Blair Miller, a reporter in D.C., will join us as well and more of your calls. It's Mark Aram with you. Special impeachment trial recap on the Cox Media Group Radio Network. Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. This is continuing coverage of the president's impeachment trial in the Senate. If there is no objection, the journal and proceedings of the trial are approved to date. No objection, so ordered. Here's Mark Aram. Welcome back to the show. Mark Aram broadcasting live in Atlanta with our special impeachment trial recap. You're going to hear every night at this time. One hour of me and the experts getting you caught up to date on what you might have missed on the impeachment trial. We're broadcasting live across the nation right now on the Cox Media Group Radio Network, WSB in Atlanta, WDBO in Orlando, WOKV in Jacksonville, KRMG in Tulsa, WHIO in Dayton, Ohio, and WGAU in Athens. Uh, we're going to get you, you know, obviously you don't have 12 hours to sit and watch and listen to the impeachment trial. So every night we're going to try and get you caught up to date on your way home, what you might have missed, if anything, on the impeachment trial. Let's go live to the uh, to the Senate floor there, Andrew. Uh, Rep uh, Representative Schiff has uh, taken the floor again. So the Democrats are continuing to make their case against President Trump. Again, this is like basically the... The opening statements, if you will, if you watch any crime dramas on TV, this is what we're doing now. We're hearing the opening statements from the prosecution, and then we'll hear from the defense. Joining us on the show, our legal analyst, Ron Carlson, and from the nation's capital, our D.C. correspondent, Blair Miller. Blair and Ron, thanks for joining us on the program. How are you guys doing? With you and Blair. Blair, how are Good you? Good to be with you all. Doing great, Mark. Thank you so much for having me on tonight. My pleasure. Thanks for squeezing us in on your busy schedule. Real quick, Blair, uh, folks are getting in their car right now. They've been at work. They haven't really had a chance to watch or listen to much of the impeachment trial. What, what has gone on today that we need to know about? Well, sure. This is all about laying out the timeline of what the president did or did not do, Mark. The House managers, they get their 24 hours to do this. No questions right now. No debate. It's a lot different than like the fiery debate we saw yesterday. So we've been looking at the full day today. We think it's going to wrap up around 9 o'clock tonight here Eastern time. But then more of this tomorrow and Friday. And then, as you mentioned, the president's team takes over. Likely on Saturday is what we're hearing. After that, we get the questions. And even then, the questions will be submitted to the chief justice first. Legal analyst Ron Carlson, who's on the president's team and, and, and why are, were these uh, folks selected to defend the president? Well, a couple of high-profile people that are on the team are uh, Mr. Starr from uh, Water, uh, you know, the uh, the Clinton impeachment mm -hmm. days, uh, the Whitewater days, and uh, also Alan Dershowitz, renowned professor from Harvard. 
And that leads me, uh, Blair, to uh, a thought. Uh, People sometimes say, well, what is there left to say? We've heard about five hours so far. Won't it all be redundant? It seems to me that one thing the Democrats need to do is to get heavily into the issue of whether you can impeach without charging a listed crime, because we know that Professor Dershowitz will be driving hard on the point that you can't impeach without a crime that appears in the U.S. Code. When I think people are already taking issue with the messaging here and really the optics of how this is laid out, because you you all brought up a good point. Who's watching this from 1 o'clock in the afternoon until 9 o'clock at night? And the way this is even positioned is you have one camera that is focused right on the senator who is making the argument at this point, and right now it's Adam Schiff. But the optics of this, how engaging is this for people to really digest? And the messaging that comes out of that is going to be so important to see if it moves the needle really either way for either party. Mark Aram with Ron Carlson and Blair Miller. Our special impeachment trial recap coverage continues on the Cox, excuse me, Media Group Radio Network. Why, Blair, uh, would the president go with these these uh, big power named lawyers, but the Democrats are sticking with with Adam Schiff? Was there any thought of them getting uh, big lawyers to present the case, or, or what's the thinking behind that? The Democrats have said all along that their messaging has been through the lawmakers who have been presenting their case all along. These are the people who have been part of these committees hearing every detail of this. Now, on the flip side, the president has wanted – he has made no bones about it. He's wanted people who are good on TV, people who can connect with people. And I think that will be a really interesting takeaway from this is who connects with people in this environment and who hears that message and not necessarily just looking at the message, if you know what I mean. If you have questions for Ron or Blair, the number is 404-872-0750 or 1-800-972-8255. Let's get a couple of calls in real quick. Jeff is in Orlando. Jeff, welcome to the program. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing very good. How are you tonight? Excellent. Your thoughts on the impeachment trial? Uh, well, I don't like it. I, I disagree with it. Uh, and just to go back to what the gentleman just said about Adam Schiff and the powerful lawyers on both sides, I think that's the first start on the Democrat side, that we want to make sure this guy is not on the witness stand. Uh, as, a, you know, as a member of the team, he wouldn't be called because that would – anyway. But I think the bottom line is if you look at the 2016 election, they're really charging this guy for trying to rig an election. And if you go back to 2016, they tapped his phone. They spied on Let, him. Let's, let's keep, let's keep it focused on the impeachment trial right now. Ron, you mentioned before the news break that you expect there actually will be additional witnesses to call. Blair, you're up in D.C. in the nation's capital. What, what's the feeling on the street there? Are we going to hear additional witnesses in this? I think are we going to hear new witnesses? I think we're, they're not going to get to that issue till the end of next week. And it really depends on who you ask. I think that's going to be obviously a key turning point either way in this election or in this trial. You could have those witnesses come up. That could extend the trial for days and weeks. Or there could be a motion to dismiss the trial altogether after these opening arguments and the questions. So that's going to be a key moment. But, again, I don't think that's going to happen till the end of next week. You saw Susan Collins break the senator from Maine, break ranks with fellow Republicans on one of the minor amendments last night. And some people thinking maybe that's a signal of what's to come next week with that vote on witnesses. Ron Carlson, our legal analyst, obviously uh, former Ambassador Bolton um, is the big witness that the Democrats want to call. Is there a chance that if he is allowed to testify, it could blow up in their faces? 
it could, and very likely he would take executive privilege uh, at the insistence of the president, I would think. Uh, he may or may not. But uh, I sort of think uh, Blair has touched on the optics of the situation. I sort of think, Mark, that the optics of the situation now require witnesses to be called so the public at large will not say, hey, uh, this trial was rigged. Now, speaking of optics, we get a lot of polls these days. The one that I liked, liked to look at earlier this week was a poll that appeared in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution uh, it was done with the University of Georgia's Public Administration Department. Uh, the public was asked uh, in that poll, should President Trump be removed from office after being impeached? 38% said yes, he should be removed, but fully 58% of the Georgians said no. Voters should decide in the 2020 elections what happens to Just it? to be clear, that was a poll in Georgia only. Speaking of Georgia, Janet joins us in Atlanta. Janet, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. How are you? Thanks, Mark, for this awesome recap. My you know, pleasure. They're just, they're just mad that President Trump is going to win again. But I do have two quick questions. At the end of the day, if witnesses are called by the Democrats, will the Republicans call Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, especially with the election so close? With Joe Biden. That's and an interesting too. question. So Hunter Biden obviously is uh, Republicans want to call him for various reasons. Blair, will that happen? Should that happen? And will it make an impact if, if Hunter Biden, of all people, gets called to this? You know, Adam Schiff was asked about that today, and he was taken back by it a little bit and almost as if a trade. If Bolton's allowed to testify, will they allow Hunter Biden to testify for the other side? And he, and he said, look, this isn't a sporting match. This isn't a trade. This isn't a game. We're going after witnesses to lay out our case is what they feel like. Now, I'm sure Republicans will have a response to that, and they will be going after their own witnesses at that point. Um, but how this lays out at that point with witnesses that is, again, that's the biggest wild card in all of this. And so it really could, as someone said, it could blow up in either side's face, you know, depending on you know, who they call and what they have to say. Uh, let's go back to uh, the Senate floor. Uh, Representative Schiff still making his case against President Trump. As you would expect if it were a legitimate request. Ambassador Volker tried to find a satisfactory answer on August 15th. What I've noticed, guys, Volker's and I said this at the top of the show, uh, the, the calm, measured speak uh, of, of Representative Schiff, it's, it's a stark difference from what we heard uh, on the House sides of things as we led up to the impeachment charges. That was kind of more of a, you know, off the wall kind of thing. This is very slow, very measured, uh, you know, taking in the gravitas of the moment, I would think, Blair, that, you know, it's, it's a different mood on the Senate floor. Yeah, and I think the Democrats have been very methodical about how do we lay this out? How do we... Not what we say, but how do we say it? Because in the hearings, you're right, and I was in all those hearings, the tone was much different. And they know that the tone here in the Senate has to be much different because senators aren't allowed to talk. They're not allowed to be on their phones. They have to be sitting there pretty much just digesting all this as pretty much the jurors. Much like uh, I would have to or you would have to if we served in, in a local jury. Exactly right. Uh, William is in Orlando. William, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. So I didn't really get much uh, of a chance to listen to the uh, the impeachment hearing because I drive a truck and I'm in and out of it all day. So I listen to a lot of commentary from the other networks. And, and one thing that's been driving me crazy that I can't figure out, I keep hearing a reference to a candy drawer. What are they talking about? 
Ron Carlson, you are our candy and legal analyst. Uh, what's the candy drawer, my friend? That one's got me stumped. Maybe Blair's got an answer for us on that one, Mark. Ron, I was hoping to get oh. some real wisdom on that. And so you know what? Deb- Deborah Green, executive producer of the show, has an answer. What's the candy I, drawer, I Deborah? I actually know this. So they're not allowed to have any food. They okay. can only have water oh, and milk. I understand. Okay. There you go. Right. Yeah, so they know, right? What? And that's a really interesting thing, too, about the water and milk. I was reading about this today, and this goes back decades because apparently there was concern before they had medicine to treat uh, ulcers that there was concern about senators getting ulcers. And their way of trying to remedy that was with milk being allowed on the Senate floor. And apparently it still remains true. And, and, and they could use a cup of coffee, though, if it's going to be another way. Yeah, time. I would think, uh, you know, Pepto-Bismol maybe. I, I use that for indigestion. That, that always works well for me. No coffee, just uh, the candy and milk. Interesting stuff. That was a great question. I, I did not know about that. Fernando joins us in Mableton. Fernando, welcome to the show. Ooh. Hey, um, Mark. Um, just want to say uh, really quick um, that um, Adam Schiff is the type of guy that I would hire, in my opinion, if I did something wrong and I need to get off that case. He's extremely intelligent, and he's uh, excellent with, with wordplay. Beyond that, the reason why I think this goes nowhere is because, honestly, it's a poker face. He doesn't really want to call witnesses. He wants to create the impression that he wants to call witnesses for the viewers. So that creates skepticism when they go to the ballot box. That's all it's about. As an American, that 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 uh, I'm I'm playing this straight down the aisle. I want to I want to hear from witnesses uh, just for the historic purpose of it. I'd like to hear. And I don't know if you've been able to listen, folks, but uh, it's a different Adam Schiff on the Senate floor than we saw certainly uh, in the House. We'll come back uh, if you have any quick questions for our experts, legal expert Ron Carlson. D.C. correspondent Blair Miller joining us from the nation's capital uh, on Twitter, by the way. If you want to fire out some questions digitally, it's at Mark Arum, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. Our special coverage of the impeachment trial recap continues on the Cox Media Group Radio Network. Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. Final segment of the show, Mark Aram here in Atlanta. Don't forget, we'll be back on tomorrow night and every night as long as the impeachment trial continues. We're going to give you a recap here on the Cox Media Group Radio Network, joined by legal analyst Ron Carlson and uh, D.C. correspondent Blair Miller. A couple of quick questions for our guests before we get out of here. Jim, uh, real quick, what are your questions for uh, our, our buddies about the impeachment trial or just a comment? Well, in the spirit of our chief justice, wouldn't you say that Adam Schiff is the best example of a petty-fogging politician? Well said, my friend. I don't know if I what exactly that meant, but JC's in Jefferson. JC, real quick, what do you have? <laughs> I got a question about the uh, death bed you talked about last yesterday. Okay, hang on the uh, line. We'll get to you after the show. Robert's in Orlando. Robert, real quick, what do you have, buddy? I a comment very quick. Uh, first of all, this impeachment trial is a fiasco. They're wasting taxpayer money for nothing. It's a historical, it's a historical fiasco. Again, I'm going to just, I'm going to play devil's advocate here because I I am comforted by the fact that this process is in place. You might feel differently if it was Republicans trying to impeach a Democratic president. This isn't a banana republic. These mechanisms are set up so we do have a peaceful transfer of power if 
and I'm not saying this is the case, but if a president goes out of bounds and commits uh, high treason, misdemeanors, or or other such uh, uh, felonious activities. Uh, Ron Carlson, before we let you go, what can we expect for the rest of the tonight and into tomorrow as the impeachment trial continues? Well, I expect there will be a little more attention to whether or not you have to charge a crime, a listed crime, in the articles of impeachment. You know, at one time, Mark, uh, the Democrats toyed with the idea of charging the crime of extortion, which is in the U.S. Code. Uh, There were two problems with that. Number one, you have to make an explicit threat, like, Mark Harum, either you do this or I'll do this to you. And then secondly, you have to have what I would call an extortionee, uh, a victim. Usually that's a little shopkeeper in Chicago who's quivering because the mob wants protection. Sure, I've, I watch The Sopranos. I know what, exactly what you're talking <laughs> right. about. Uh, here, of course, uh, the alleged victim, uh, Zelensky, said, hey, I didn't feel any pressure. Uh, Blair, real quick, it's 7.57 p.m. on the east. How late is this going to go tonight, do you think? We are actually, while we were just talking here, I was getting some updated guidance from some of our producers, and it looks like this may go until about 9.30 or 10 o'clock tonight. Yeah, it went until 2 a.m. last night. But the goal here was not to extend this to 2 a.m. again tonight. They really tried to stretch this out for a couple more days so they wouldn't have to extend it too long. But it does look like it'll go about another hour, maybe another two hours. Uh, But again, it'll resume tomorrow at 1 o'clock once again. That's good for some of us that have to get up at 3 in the morning. We're going to do this again tomorrow night, same time, folks. Ron Carlson, our legal analyst, Blair Miller, correspondent in the nation's capital. Gentlemen, I thank you for your coverage. And uh, believe me, I'm going to be leaning on you heavily as this impeachment (laughs) trial recap coverage continues. And tomorrow morning, no matter where you are across the nation on the Cox Media Group Radio Network, complete recap of the impeachment trial on the morning news. And I know the uh, folks at your home stations want you to crank up that open mic feature, so go ahead and do it. We'll see you tonight. This was The Mark Aram Show. Guests of The Mark Aram Show stay at the All Suite Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.